Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 22 of the Wonder World podcast. I'm Pam. And I'm Olivia. And this is the week of August 21st. Birthdays this week include actor Sean Connery, who was born on August 25th, Mother Teresa, born on August 26th, and former President Lyndon B. Johnson, who was born on August 27th. Celebrations this week include National Tooth Fairy Day on August 22nd, National Ride the Wind Day on August 23rd, and National Banana Split Day on August 25th. Oh, we may have to make us a banana split on that day. What do you think? I think that'd be nice. I don't think I've ever had a banana split before. Oh, surely you've had a banana split before. I have not that I can remember. Oh, uh, maybe we've just have, like done Sundays or something and haven't done banana splits. Okay, so we're just going to have to do that on August 25th. Yeah. Well, on this day in history, on August 24th, 2006, Pluto was demoted to a dwarf planet. And we're going to fill you in on Pluto in just a minute. Boo. <laughs> Pluto hey, fans Mom. in the house. Yeah. Hey, Mom, why did Pluto have such a terrible vacation? I don't know, Olivia. Why? Because he didn't plan it well. <laughs> well, what do you call a banana that likes to dance? What? A banana shake. Why did the king go to the dentist? I don't know. Why? To get his teeth crowned. That's a lot less fun than you would think it would be. I've had that done before. <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, I haven't had that done. Well, our word of the week is thwart. Thwart means to effectively oppose or prevent. To thwart a person is to prevent them from doing something, and to thwart a thing is to stop it from happening. The hometown crowd erupted in cheers as their beloved team thwarted the touchdown of their rivals. Challenge yourself to use the word thwart in a conversation this week. And now for some Indian trivia. How many people currently live in Calcutta, India? Is it A, over 13.5 million people, B, over 15 million people, or C, over 19 million people. We'll come back to that in a second. Mother Teresa was born on August 26, 1910, and she was a remarkable woman who dedicated her life to helping others. She was born in Skopje, which is now part of North Macedonia. Mother Teresa's real name was Anye Gonje Boejeu, and she later became known as Mother Teresa of Calcutta, India. As a young girl, Mother Teresa felt a strong calling to serve those in need. At the age of 18, she joined the Sisters of Laredo, a religious order in Ireland, and took the name Mary Teresa. She went to India in 1929, where she spent most of her life. In India, Mother Teresa taught at a school and worked as a principal, but she couldn't ignore the immense poverty and suffering around her. In 1950, she founded the Missionaries of Charity, a religious group dedicated to helping the poor. Mother Teresa and her sisters provided food, medical care, and shelter to those in need. Her work gained worldwide recognition, and she received the Nobel Peace Prize in 1979. Despite her fame, she remained humble and focused on serving others. She believed that every person deserved love and care, no matter who they were. And now back to our trivia. How many people currently live in Calcutta, India? Is it A, over 13.5 million people, B, over 15 million people, or C, over 19 million people? 
The answer is B. Over 15 million people currently live in Mother Teresa's beloved city of Calcutta, India. For the sake of comparison, New York City, New York has over 8 million residents and Los Angeles, California has just under 4 million residents. Calcutta has more people living in the metro area than New York City and Los Angeles put together. Whoa, that is so many people. That is a lot of people. Pluto is a small icy world located in our solar system. It used to be considered the ninth planet, but in 2006, scientists reclassified it as a dwarf planet. It is much smaller than the other planets, and it's located far from the sun. Pluto is known for its unique characteristics. It has a rocky core covered by a thick layer of ice. Its surface is composed of nitrogen, methane, and carbon monoxide. Pluto also has a thin atmosphere that freezes and falls to the ground as snow. One of the reasons Pluto was reclassified is because it shares its part of space with many other similar objects in a region called the Kuiper Belt. Scientists realized that Pluto was more like other Kuiper Belt objects than it was like the eight traditional planets. Despite its small size and distance from Earth, Pluto was visited by a spacecraft called New Horizons in 2015. This mission provided us with valuable information about Pluto's surface and its moons. Studying Pluto helps scientists understand the outer regions of our solar system and the objects that reside there. It continues to fascinate astronomers and spark curiosity about the vast wonders of space. This week's poem is a favorite of many, penned by Christina Rossetti, who was born in London, England in the year 1830. This masterpiece fits right in with Ride the Wind Day. Who Has Seen the Wind? by Christina Rossetti. Who has seen the wind? Neither I nor you. But when the leaves hang trembling, the wind is passing through. Who has seen the wind? Neither you nor I. But when the trees bow down their heads, the wind is passing by. Oh, that's a favorite. Yes, it is. We memorized that one a number of years ago, and we've been saying that one for quite a few years. Pretty much, yeah. Tooth fairy traditions around the world vary in their unique customs. Today, we're showcasing a handful of them. In some Asian and Middle Eastern countries, children throw their lower jaw teeth onto the roof, while upper jaw teeth go under the floor, hoping that the new tooth will be pulled towards the old one as it grows in. As they toss their teeth, they make a wish for the missing tooth to be replaced by a mouse's tooth, since mice have continuously growing teeth. Speaking of mice, in Spain and some other Hispanic cultures in Central and South America, a beloved myth revolves around Ratoncito Perez, also known as Perez Mouse. Similar to the tooth fairy, Perez collects teeth that have been placed under a child's pillow. In return, he leaves a gift for the child to find in the morning. In Argentina, children put their teeth in a glass of water before bed. When Perez arrives, he drinks the water, takes the tooth, and leaves the gift in the empty glass. In South Africa, baby teeth are left in slippers rather than under a pillow. France has its own tooth-collecting mouse called La Petite Souris, 
Like its Spanish counterpart, this tiny mouse collects teeth left under pillows and replaces them with either cash or sweets. These tooth fairy traditions showcase the creativity and cultural diversity of how different countries celebrate the loss of baby teeth, bringing joy to children as they embrace this milestone in their lives. Ride the Wind Day is a celebration of the beauty and power of the wind. Here are some ways you can celebrate this unusual day. Number one is fly a kite. Take advantage of the wind by flying a kite in a local park or open area. It's a fun and colorful way to connect with wind and feel its force. Two, take a bike ride. Enjoy the breeze on a bicycle ride and let the wind cool you down as you pedal along. Number three is wind-related crafts. Make wind chimes using seashells or other materials that create soothing sounds in the wind. You can also create or purchase wind stocks or paper pinwheels and watch them spin outside. And number four is picnic in a breezy spot. Pack a delicious picnic and head to a park or your porch to enjoy the breeze. Warning, your napkins may blow away. Today, we continue our story by the Brothers Grimm, entitled The Fisherman and His Wife. August is National Catfish Month, so we're having fun with the fish theme and enjoying portions of this great story all month long. So if you missed a portion of the story, you can go back to the first portion, which was August 7th, and start there. You might remember that the poor fisherman had a very discontent wife, and she's always making outlandish wishes. When we left off last week, the fisherman's wife stopped calling him her husband and began calling him her slave. And at the end of last week, she was demanding the fisherman leave and go ask the fish to make her emperor. Well, let's check back in with our story and see what happens next. So the fisherman was forced to go, and he muttered as he went along, This will come to no good. It is too much to ask. The fish will be tired at last, and then we shall be sorry for what we have done. He soon came to the seashore, and the water was quite black and muddy, and a mighty whirlwind blew over the waves and rolled them about. But he went as near as he could to the water's brink and said, O man of the sea, hearken to me. My wife Isabel will have her will and hath sent me to beg a boon of thee. What would she have now? said the fish. Ah, said the fisherman, she wants to be emperor. Go home, said the fish. She is emperor already. So the fisherman went home again, and as he came near, he saw his wife Isabel sitting on a very lofty throne made of solid gold with a great crown on her head a full two yards high. And on each side of her stood her guards and attendants in a row, each one smaller than the other, from the tallest giant down to a little dwarf no bigger than my finger. And before her stood princes and dukes and earls. And the fisherman went up to her and said, Wife, are you emperor? Yes, she said, I am emperor. Ah, said the man as he gazed upon her, what a fine thing it is to be emperor. Husband, said she, why should we stop at being emperor? I will be pope next. Oh, wife, oh, wife, said he, how could you be pope? There is but one pope at a time in Christendom. Husband, said she, I will be pope this very day. But, replied the husband, the fish cannot make you pope. What nonsense, said she. If he can make an emperor, he can make a pope. Go and try him. 
So the fisherman went, but when he came to the shore, the wind was raging and the sea was tossed up and down in boiling waves, and the ships were in trouble and rolled fearfully upon the tops of the billows. In the middle of the heavens, there was a little piece of blue sky, but towards the south, all was red, as if a dreadful storm was rising. At this sight, the fisherman was dreadfully frightened, and he trembled so that his knees knocked together. But still, he went down to the shore and said, O man of the sea, hearken to me. My wife Isabel will have her will, and hath sent me to beg a boon of thee. What does she want now? said the fish. Ah, said the fisherman, my wife wants to be Pope. Go home, said the fish. She is Pope already. Join us next week for the conclusion of our story. Thanks for joining us on the Wonder World Podcast. If you enjoyed the show, head on over to your favorite podcast app and leave us a review. The reviews you leave help us get the word out about the podcast to more families. And until next week, keep wondering.